The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. Why did he use that word? God goes to extreme measures to bring the loss to himself. The greatest gift you will ever give this world is your intimacy with God. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are all three inside of me. I've got the power right now. I think what Jesus really wants is people to go. I want to be the answer to Jesus' prayer request. Welcome to the Fuel for the Harvest podcast. When this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, then shall the end come. Hey everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of Fuel for the Harvest. This is Nathan. And this is Charlie, and we're your host for today. And today we're inviting to the podcast a good uh, brother in Christ and friend and ministry partner of ours, uh, Merle Lee. Uh, Merle Lee is from Sri Lanka, and he has come to join us today to share his testimony and how he had come to Christ. So uh, Merle Lee, thank you so much for joining us today, brother. Oh, thank you very much. Um, thank God for the opportunity given to me to be partnering with you in the Lord's kingdom and uh, now to share my testimony with you for the glory of God. Uh, I'm really excited to, to express and say what God has done in my life. Uh, every time, uh, whenever I say testimony, I always Remember the goodness of the Lord, how He intervened in my life. Mm. So, Great, uh, yeah, why don't you tell us, brother? Um, so, I was. I've uh, pieces in the past, but we'd love to hear uh, what was your past life? I know you were in Hinduism, and how is it you came to the Lord, and what happened when you decided to follow Jesus? Well, uh, thank God I was saved in eternity past. Mm, uh, <laughs> so, from human point of view, uh, actually, I was born and brought up, nurtured in a very uh, religious Hindu family where they were practicing as much as possible all kinds of rites and rituals and traditional practices and all. Uh, even though I was a very strong uh, Hindu, uh, we actually respected all other religions too. But in my village from down north, Jaffna, it is called Jaffna. Uh, I was born and brought up in a village, even there was no electricity till my 19 years old, until my 19 years. And uh, uh, then I used to ask questions. It's, it's very strange because I never met uh, an evangelical Christian in my village. My village is full 100% Hinduism, uh, full of Hinduism. So uh, surrounded by temples. This God, that God, just in front of my house, there's a temple. And on that side, there's a temple. You know, every, even if you stumble, you will stumble on a temple. So, uh, actually, so, so that's why sometimes my mother used to say, because we never heard Jesus in our generation. We never heard Jesus in our village or not. Even though we knew very, you know, a little about Jesus. So, when I was a child, actually, uh, I was very much interested in my in my religion, and I was following very strictly uh, of my religion, and I took my religion very seriously. So I I took it very literally. Whatever they taught me about he heaven, about hell, about rebirth, and so many things like that, uh, and what they taught about numerology, astrology, and all, I took it very seriously and very literally also. So. 
I I by God's grace I started asking question when I was studying grade four or five. That means ten year old, eleven year old boy. So I used to go and visit all these uh, places, temples, and all. Uh, then I used to study Hinduism. Then in the Hinduism, they talk about hell and heaven. At the same time, they talk about rebirth. So I was a little bit confused. So I used to go and ask people. Uh, what would uh, happen to me when i die so i asked my mother one day so he said if you do good then you will go to heaven if you do evil or bad things you will go to hell then i okay i went up then i came and i came back and asked mother i am doing both you know good and the bad uh, so please tell me now where will i go when i die Mother could not answer properly, so she said, "Okay, okay, you go and study. No, this is the, this is not the age to explore all these, uh, you know, things, life after death or something like that. So you go and study." But I was not satisfied, and uh, then I would go to the temple, and uh, uh, the Hindus they believe in immortality of soul. That was definite. So uh, I used to wonder if I die, where will I go? Then I'll be attending some funerals. Uh, of Hindus, especially if I go to uh, that funeral house where a young person, young man or woman, die, that funeral would be horrible, uh, terrible. Without any hope, they'll be crying out, they'll be expressing their hopelessness, and they'll be beating on their chest, and they'll be breaking the coffin, and they will, un you know, the woman will unfold their hairs, and they'll beat like this, and they will cry out. And all sorts of things I was observing. And I used to wonder if the deceased have gone to a good place, why should they cry like that? Uh, so I, I was really confused and a little bit uh, depressed. I mean, in a sense, you know, not happy. Then, uh, so they will cry. I used to hear those words. When shall I see you again? When shall I hear your voice again? Oh, how did you leave me? How can you leave me? Something like that. I still remember my my uncle died when he was some 22 or 23 year old. So it was a terrific, you know, it was you know, a very tragic death. So, you know, I could not uh, understand all these things because Hinduism believes in immortality, but when a person dies, they will cry uh, about, you know, that is, you know, that is the end because they cannot, then they will go and cremate and all. So I will go to the uh, cremation places. And I used to wonder, okay, now it is cremated, burned to death. Okay, then where would that person have gone? So this was my question. So I used to get a lot, 95, 96 marks for Hinduism. And I used to sing songs and mantra and, you know, Devaram and in, in, in the school. And uh, so I got prizes for Hinduism for getting high marks, good marks. So um, my father used to take me all around in Sri Lanka, north, uh, south, east, west, and all, uh, you know, to have my sins cleansed, uh, to get rid of karma, you know, karma, to get rid of karma and all. So we will go and dip in the holy water. And uh, once, when I was studying grade eight, I was crawling, you know. Uh, the outside of the outer wall of the big huge temple in Jaffna. So when you're studying grade, I didn't know, but my father said, if you do it only, then our karma will go. Uh, so then only we can earn some merits and all. So I was doing that also. 
then uh, we have got a lot of temples. So we'll go to the temples, we'll offer money, and my father would uh, spend a lot of money for rituals and rites and all. So I thought I was a little bit, okay, because I am doing something good, I thought I may have chance to go to heaven, you know, more, because we were doing good. Then uh, I used to, I took all those stories in Hinduism. Hinduism is a vast, you know, like an ocean. So some stories I took literally and uh, uh, then someone said, if you eat a kind of uh, fruit salad, you know, uh, uh, that, uh, you know, when, when these so-called devas, when they were churning the milk uh, ocean, there was kind of, uh, they called amritam. Amritam means it's like a, uh, like a uh, fruit salad or something like very sweet one. So Hinduism says that if you eat that amritam, that particular uh, kind of, uh, you know, cake or something like that, then you will not die. Okay. Then when I went to temple and uh, I was uh, eating kind of amritam, then I was satisfied. Okay, I would not die. Then my friend said, no, 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 this is not the that amritam. This is Hindu priest gave. But you had to get that amritam from somewhere from heaven out of the blue. <laughs> then I was again disappointed. Oh, then my question was, uh, then what is death? Is there life after death? If the soul is immortal, where will it go? Will I be with those gods whom I worship right now? Will those gods be with me when, uh, even after my death? So this kind of question I was asking and asking, then no one could uh, answer me definitely and properly. Then I, when I was studying grade five, actually my maths teacher said, if you tell even a single lie, you will go to hell. So I was terrified. I was scared. And after the class was over, I went to him and asked, sir, even if I had told one lie, will I still go to hell? Then he was very diplomatic. And he said, how many lies you told? Uh, sir, then I counted whatever came to my mind and I said, okay, because you told uh, the truth, uh, God will forgive. But if you tell the lies again, tell lies again, you will go to hell. Oh, okay, sir. Okay, sir. Then I was a little bit satisfied and I came back. But anyhow, on the whole, I was not answered. My questions were not answered and all. Then I became, you know, I grew, grew. And then I got 12th standard or grade 12. Uh, then when I was studying in a hostel, after the second studies, everyone would have gone to bed. I used to, uh, uh, I won't be sleeping. So I used to, again, I used to ask question, who am I? Where am I going? What would happen to me? Is the death an end? Is there a life after death? So can anyone tell me that there's a life after death? Surely I can go. Then I asked this question, is there anyone who can overcome death and give me the definite answer that uh, I could be uh, with God in heaven and all. So there was no answer. So years went by. Then when I was studying, uh, when I was 19 year old, I went to a, I was roaming in the town. There was a big, uh, huge open air meeting conducted by Youth for Christ. You know the headquarters is there in your place. Yeah, Youth for Christ. Christ. Yeah. 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 So, so they conducted meeting along with Operation Mobilization. The logo ship came at that time, 1982. So with the collaboration, they uh, they had arranged a big, huge open air meeting. So I was actually, meanwhile, I was interested in uh, Christian songs, which was very direct, 
and you could understand better and it will be soothing your heart comforting your heart so i was a little bit interested in christian song because in hinduism oh we had to memorize and keep on memorizing memorizing so uh, then i was attracted by song then i told my friend why don't we go and uh, listen to that song he said no 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 these white people are arranging this meeting they will convert us you know these people are coming here to convert hindu people and they are changing us and all no 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 we cannot go i said no no we are we are young adults we can go no one can uh, change us or convert us against our own wish so why don't we go uh, finally he complied so we went and uh, there was a british preacher from uh, logoship he came. he had come so he preached a clear cut clear cut crystal gospel and who was man who was god you know and what happened uh, to the man in the garden of eden and how sin separated and he went and to the high pitch uh, he told if you believe in this christ jesus you will go to heaven you will have eternal life if you don't believe in jesus christ you will have eternal damnation then my friend pulled me and said nah this is how they are threatening you know if you don't believe in jesus christ you will go to hell no they are threatening no i am going then i let him go then the first part you know for all my search for all these years the answer was coming you know because he said if you believe in jesus christ you will have eternal life then i went forward and they asked me to come and commit my life i went forward and committed my life to christ i don't know the uh, months probably it would have been in april uh, but 1982 in the heart of the jena town in the open air meeting i committed my life to christ then uh, but my you know very interestingly even i was a pakka you know holy man in my village no one could point out finger and uh, you know find fault in me because i didn't smoke i didn't drink i didn't go after girls i didn't tease i didn't use vulgar words so i was like a golden boy so i was so proud of myself because self righteous person i was so but whenever christians come and give tracts and say you are a sinner you need to repent i said no 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 you are a sinner because you are telling i am a sinner so i am all right because i didn't see i didn't commit adultery i didn't kill anyone i am all right you know so i was so proud on that particular day i was deeply convicted by the spirit of god and i didn't know this one timothy 115 verse actually then i said to god lord i am the chief sinner in the world so god got you know god uh, he got god of me and you know i said lord i am so sorry i offended you i have sinned against you and i have sinned against others so please forgive me so on that particular day only i knew i was a sinner so it, i was deeply convicted Uh, by the holiness of god that i offended god i offended others i need to repent so i that on that particular day i told this uh, verse you know verbatim you know that i am the greatest uh, chief sinner just as paul said in one timothy 1:15 so then i was discipled and followed by jesus christ so that is the uh, brief testimony of how god saved this wretched sinner uh, in this world That's, wow. yeah. That's Praise God. Praise uh, God. Getting to hear how uh you had these questions that Hinduism couldn't answer 
they have rebirth and karma and keep doing these things, but there's no assurance of anything that will happen to you. And then finally this question, almost even like the Lord put this question in your heart. And then all of a sudden he is providing this opportunity as an evangelist is preaching uh, for you to hear the good news and answer your question. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Because my mother used to say, we never had a Christian in our generation. So how did you become a Christian? I don't know. <laughs> because my village is full of Hinduism. You know, everywhere you go, uh, you will have temples. So it was absolutely the grace of God. Uh, as you said, Philippians 2.13, you know, God was raising, putting all these uh, questions in my heart and I was asking and all. Uh, so it was a kind of intellectual search. Uh, for me, uh, you know, the existence uh, of life, the meaning of life, uh, and the, the Arab, you know, life after death. Uh, so I was asking, it was very interesting. I was a small boy, three-year-old, four-year-old boy. And I started thinking and asking, uh, keeping on asking a lot of questions and all. Uh, and all. So I asked my mother also, mother, uh, mom, who was I in previous birth? Then mother said, I don't know. Then if I die, I'll become another person or something. Then who will be I again in another birth? Hey, I don't know all these things. Go and study, go and study. You are a young boy, you have to study. Because, you know, then I, <laughs> I was really frustrated because I didn't know who I was and who I will be. Uh, in between, I am sandwiched, you know. So I was totally... Different. Then when I read John 11, Oh, I said tata to death and devil and all everything, you know. And when Jesus said, I am the resurrection of the life, you know, resurrection and the life. And, uh, you know, anyone who believes in me shall have eternal life. So with that, you know, early I was uh, scared of devil and evil spirit and uh, these all kind of things. I'm scared of death. And Hebrews 12, it says, you know, it, that verse was just like for me because he died actually for, for those people who were living in fear of, you know, death. So, tata to death, tata to devil, tata to all sorts of uh, ignorance and darkness, and all glory belongs to God. Awesome. What was, uh, what was it like? Like, what did it feel like to go from that position of, like, hopelessness, then to meet Jesus? Like, what did it feel like after meeting Jesus? Well, the most important thing is the Hinduism is a lot of abstract, you know, abstract. There is no personal relationship with God. There is, you know, uh, because Hinduism, there are various avenues and various doctrines, various teachings in Hinduism, sometimes confusing also. So uh, the very important thing is that what I found was that actually I could relate to God. Because in Hinduism, when you read all those stories, that is not true actually, but it is something like God is, far, far a distance and you cannot talk to him and, uh, you know, you cannot have a personal intimate relationship with him. Once I committed my life to Christ, you know, the important thing is that there is a God who is a savior whom you can talk and have a personal relationship with him. So actually, so early it was all abstract, all abstract, you know. Uh, so it's a very good personal, vital relationship with Jesus. Uh, uh, and also, uh, I, I definitely in my life because I could see, uh, you know, God defeated death on the cross for me, 
and he rose from the dead and he gave me a new life and you know uh, the living hope and eternal hope and all so after that you know my life was totally changed and transformed actually you know after conversion my father could not understand uh, because uh, he was he he was very very religious leader he was one of the uh, trustees in a big hindu temple in the down south so people were mocking at him and uh, mocking at my mother because you are all hindu people and your son is following christ and what is this and all so i had some difficult time <laughs> in my family because father could not understand uh, of my conversion and he 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 asked me a question very important question though he was a hindu he asked me a question what did you find in christianity that you did not find in hinduism wow great question yeah so he, that was a question because our religion is from time immemorial you know because we are the superior in our religion this religion was introduced by the white people into our country and all so our religion is the foremost and you know important religion so so what did you specially uh, you know specifically find in christianity then i said i have a savior i have a savior in christianity he died for me he paid for my penalty and i am saved now i know where am i going and all so the christianity was very specific on my life after death and all uh, so i have a savior then interestingly he said oh you are following very seriously but others are not like this you know you this uh, you look at all these uh, religious you know christian religious leaders and things like that then i said i said you know they are nominal they are not saved then he asked me a question are you saved i said yes then get out of my house <laughs> he uh -huh. told me <laughs> but i didn't go that's different thing <laughs> so he told me but you know the later by god's grace uh, uh, he understood though he didn't accept uh, he understood uh, my conversion mm. yes, what and uh, wow yeah what uh, i know i've heard other stories from you merly as well so you were the first uh, follower of jesus in your family and in your com community out of hinduism and then when you started to go and preach the gospel uh, what happened to you well actually i had uh, opposition in some places i had uh, ridic i was ridiculed and people were you know making fun of me and they they thought you know i became christian uh, just sometime because of a girlfriend or sometime because of some material benefits so something happened to me but one thing they could not deny is what the transformation that was brought by jesus christ in my personal life even though they could not accept my conversion okay but they could not deny my that my life has changed oh uh, so so actually when started, but my father was not happy at all because uh, many people went and complained to him that your son is not only he was converted he is trying to convert others uh, ask him to stop uh, preaching and uh, sharing the gospel with others because after my sharing people went and knelt down and they started praying in their own homes so they their parents came and complained to my dad and said you know ask him to stop <laughs> so i had uh, at that time i need i was you know i have had to be very wise because i was depending on my father so so at the same time i want to do wisely 
so uh, that was that happened to me uh, also my father didn't allow me to go to the meetings uh, publicly openly so i had to go uh, you know coupling other programs you know uh, then i will go to that particular program uh my pro my tuition classes private coaching then i will go to the youth for christ meeting and then come back so if i say i am going for a christian meeting no he will not allow me wow so you secretly go to the other meetings to learn more and keep growing and uh yes, yeah. yeah i i think i had also heard from you um when we were together at one point uh even more persecution that you had faced being beaten or something like that um uh, what how how did that happen in your life if you're willing to share yes brother of course it is uh, for the glory of god nothing compared to what jesus did for me on the cross uh, but uh, i am very glad that i could share the his suffering but yes. uh, you know we were doing ministry in the eastern part of sri lanka uh, the big city called batiklo so there is a village uh, uh, around 30 40 kilometers uh, from batiklo that village is famous for witchcraft and sorcery so it's very difficult to have conversions over there because there was a very serious and severe demonic activities there because they will uh, do autopsy like you know they will dig uh, the ground and they will take the body out and they will cut the head and they will take the hair and they will do witchcraft so while we were doing ministry some people were being converted by god's grace so i was doing and i was going and doing the ministry and all so the, then they became agitated the hindu leaders uh, rural development society leaders hindu society leaders they were little bit agitated so what happened was one day i was visiting and uh, teaching brethren how from house to house i came to know that uh, there were people uh, kind of some kind of queer feeling i had something might happen so then after the prayer was over i went to my car and that's all before you think they were they were smashing me you know and they were took the big stick and club and all they were hitting me but i was trying to escape and all but thank god there was a one person with a kind of gentle heart so he said okay okay go 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 don't come here Uh, we will not give you cemetery for the christian people in this village if you come we will tell you go 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 then that another person came and hit me like this actually it was i was it was like uh, no i was i had headiness you know then uh, they were about to burn our vehicle but thank god we escaped uh, yeah. oh yes and interestingly just uh, before maybe one year back Uh, i was going by van then uh, those days we didn't have cell phone uh, so one person came and stopped uh, some 5 kilometers uh, away stop 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 don't go because uh, they are waiting in ambush to kill you with 100 people with chains and club and you know knife or something like that they are in ambush they are waiting for your van and uh, they uh, attacked uh, some of us and uh, some of as uh, went uh, into the jungle hiding so don't go uh, thank god had i gone on that day i would have been killed but uh, the lord spared my life because mm. that person who was persecuted uh, assaulted 
somehow escaped and gave that uh, information. Otherwise, I would have gone directly, and that's uh, that's all because they were very ferocious. Because you know, a lot of people were waiting. Uh, but second time I was caught. But uh, thank God again, second time all. But interestingly, you know, the person who hit me, assaulted me, became my friend. Now he came to my house, he had lunch with me, and uh, I am going to his house. Wow. That's amazing yes. how the Lord can uh, yeah. turn the persecution into uh, advancing the gospel. I think of the scriptures when Paul is in prison or being persecuted, and then as they're praising the Lord, other people are being drawn to, to follow Jesus as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, so... Uh, so thank God, actually, though he didn't accept Christ fully, but he's still in good relationship with me. And he asked many times forgiveness from me for hitting me. Wow. Yeah, please pray for his salvation. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll ask that for everybody listening, that you'll pray, pray for the salvation of this man. Uh, we won't share his name just for safety, but that Murley, the one who was formerly persecuting Murley, prayed that he will be saved. So, yeah. We'll he's a, because he, he's a very strong Hindu leader in that village. He's, he's one of the strong uh, leaders in Hinduism and all. So if he's saved, then the it's like as the whole village is saved. So it's a very important figure in that village. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be praying. And for the village. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Merle. Uh, this was, it's amazing to hear uh, how Jesus changed your life and the, the, the things that he's empowered you to do. Uh, we're really, really thankful for uh, being able to hear your story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you all for listening and joining this episode of Fuel for the Harvest. God bless you.